0: Hey guys, welcome back to the New Growth Podcast, a place where we normalize the growth journey. I am your host, Yvonne Kiruka, and I'm so excited to be here. We are officially kicking off season four, but before we dive into the to today's topic, go ahead and like, subscribe, and leave a review. Your reviews and your likes Take this podcast to places and spaces I could never and I really really appreciate it I enjoy reading the reviews and and I'm just so thankful for the community that we have built over the last two years can you believe it's been two years since I launched this podcast I must say I'm really proud of myself it takes a lot of work to put this podcast together and to coordinate you know, all the details to edit and I'm just proud of myself. Over the last couple of years, I've grown more and more to acknowledge the baby steps, the things I'm doing consistently to be who I want to be and do what I say I want to do. And this podcast was a dream of mine and here it is living. It's two years old. I started this podcast because I wanted to hold space for those of us who are growing. I believe that growth is not linear. And I believe that sometimes we focus so much on the destination, for example, the car we want, the partner we want the job we want, the business we want, right? Like the places we wanna go. And we forget that it is in the in-between. That's where the growth happens the most. That's where the learning happens the most. I would argue that the in-between is more important than the destination to some degree And I feel like real life takes place in between the valley and the mountaintop. Most of us are trying to figure it out. And I wanted to hold space for for us who are trying to grow and trying to live with intention, purpose, and joy and love. So that's why I created the New Growth Podcast. You know, there's a lot of podcasts that bring on experts and bring on like influencers and celebrities and that's not really my aim now don't get me wrong if beyonce was like hey i want to be on the new growth podcast i'm like girl yes when when you available because i'm available now you want to do it now like of course but this podcast is aimed at like it's for regular people with normal lives normal jobs who are just trying to be extraordinary. Right? And so I I want to hold space for us. I want to hold space for us. So yeah, before we dive into this season's theme, I wanted to I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing. How are you feeling? How are you like Yeah. How's your mind? How's your body? How's your spirit? How was your summer? Did you travel? Did you do something fun? Did you take a pause? Did you get in a relationship? Did you come out of a relationship? Did you start a new job? What happened this summer that, I don't know, shifted things for you? Or what did you do this summer that made you feel alive? I think the summer is such a beautiful time for growth, change, joy, laughter, and love. So I'm just curious, how was your summer? Obviously, I can't hear your response, but I hope you take a moment to reflect. My summer was really, really interesting. It was a beautiful summer. It was a beautiful summer. I had a lot of change and transition, so I started a new job. Shout out to God, G O D. Okay. Oh goodness, it was it was a long journey, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that later on in the episode. But I'm just so thankful. I have a great job, and I get to travel. So this summer, I went to like four cities. My favorite place was Detroit, and I, ne- I had never been to Detroit, and. It's just a beautiful city. I love the people of Detroit. And I even thought, hmm, I could live here. Then I just remembered, no, I can't. The cold. It's the cold for me. I like the heat, okay? I like the humidity. I like everything about the sun. I, I just feel like I belong in the southern part of the world. So you won't see me moving to no cold place because I already done lived in New York, but I digress. Um... <laughs> So I went to Detroit and a few other cities, and I really like my job. The other thing that happened this summer was my sister and my four nephews came, and they stayed with me, and, you know, they were here and jumping around, and we went scootering, we went hiking. Where else did we go? We went to a baseball game. We went to the Braves game. That's the Atlanta baseball team. And um, it was just fun. I just loved being around my nephews, and I love being around children. It allows me to be silly, you know, without apologizing. It allows me to just let loose. So I am looking forward to the day that I have my own children. But for now, I cherish my nephews. I always cherish them, and I cherish my sister as well. So that was one of the highlights. I also went to the Beyonce concert. And let me tell you this. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I've been rocking with Beyonce since Destiny Child. And this, this was my third concert of hers. I was so inspired. I was so like blown away. I'm always blown away by her work ethic, her attention to detail, her confidence, you know, her fearlessness. So it was just such a joy going to the concert and you know I had to you know I had to look cute you know what I'm saying I had to look cute or whatnot so I made sure like I put my outfit together uh, 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 and I had my silver boots you couldn't tell me nothing you know what I'm saying (laughs) so that was great and what else happened I danced a lot you know I have long legs and I have to utilize them like what do you mean I have to I have to dance. Whenever I dance, I feel free. I feel like so good in my body. So any chance I get, my friend will call me up be like, let's go dancing. And I'm like, okay. So I dance so much. I dance to a lot of like, I'm a piano music, dance to a lot of old school hip hop. I dance to just good music. And I just love that for me, honestly. (laughs) So it was a great, great, great summer full of joy and obviously I had some challenging moments I experienced heartbreak for the first time you know I've been sad over like situations before but this one this was this one was a gut punch like how can I describe it I cried for you know when when everything happened the breakdown the heartbreak It was a moment and it was like, I would, I never want to wish this moment on anyone, but I really loved this person. And I don't think in my adulthood, I really have loved someone the way I loved him, but I did. And, um, I'm also proud of myself for that. I'm proud that I allowed my heart to love someone, even though it was a risk. So yeah, when it, when, when the heartbreak occurred, I like cried for five hours. I don't even think I have ever cried for five hours. You know, I'm a crier, but to cry for five hours over someone, that's like, that's, mm. ooh. even thinking about it, I'm just like, oh gosh. And it, it happened almost like two months ago. It, it hasn't been quite two, two months yet, so it's still fresh. It's still fresh, and I am healing. I am not to the point where I can be completely thankful for it. You know, I, every time I try to, like, I, I'm trying not to be, like, I'm trying not, trying not to participate in toxic positivity, and toxic positivity is where you don't really acknowledge the your emotions especially the challenging emotions and you try to cover it up with like positive jargon you know like oh it's okay you know like it just you know just you try to cover up with Instagram quotes like it's okay because you you are strong and you 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 know you don't need that and like you deserve better and like you know just like colloquial healing statements that um, just don't really uh, participate in like healing, you know, like it doesn't really, I'm sorry, it doesn't really uh, foster healing because yeah, because you're just trying to cover up It's like you're trying to cover up a wound, but you really have to address it. You have to really go through it. And that's what I've been trying to do. Just allow myself to experience the challenging emotions that come up. And, um, you know, I do feel like the pain that I experienced with this particular heartbreak will be purposeful, will be used and um, I, I, I am already starting to see how, I'm just already starting to see like the benefits of going through what I went through. But I can't fully say I'm thankful for it. One day I'll look back on it and I'll say, thank you God. But right now I'm not completely there. I'm just like, God, did it really just have to end like that? If I was to tell you the details, You'd be like, nah, girl, it's a movie. But like, I just feel like, God, did it really have to end like that? And it did. Um, you know, so I, I I, feel sad about it when I think too hard about it. But I'm also just hopeful because sometimes, you know, when a door closes, it just makes, look at me with my Instagram quote, but sometimes legit, legitimately, legitimately, when one door closes, it makes space and room for the right door to open. You know, when someone exits your life, it makes space for the, the right person to enter your life. So I am hopeful. Okay. That's one thing (laughs) no one can take away from me. My hope, my faith. Okay. So that was my summer. It was, it was a beautiful summer. I would say, you know, you can have something can be beautiful but also painful so even the pain I feel is an agent of internal growth that had to happen and without the pain I don't think I would have really seen what I saw within myself to be able to draw the best out of me and so I I'm grateful I'm sad but I'm hopeful yeah. So that was my summer. My hair has been the same and it will remain the same <laughs> right now. I just feel like I have so many decisions to make in life. I feel like we make as an adult, as adults, especially as single adults, like I feel like I'm always making decisions and I have decision making fatigue. I, I just do. I would, I would rather like, like talk through certain decisions with people, but you know, part of adulthood is just making decisions all the time. Like, you wanna listen, if you want to be a CEO of a company, understand that the decisions you make, like, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, right? But the level of decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur, as a leader of a company, nonprofit organization, whatever you lead, it's like triple times as much as just like you being, you know, working for a company. And I and I just feel like even on a personal level, I just make so many decisions that I want my hair to be one thing I don't think about. So for now, it's staying the same. I'm not changing it. I, if, As much as I can automate things in my life, I will. So my hair is automated every six weeks. I know I have to go to the barbershop and I know that I have to color it. And that's, I don't have to think about it. It's, I'm color, I'm keeping the same color until I don't have to make like as many, as as many big decisions as I'm currently making. Then I can like have the freedom to, you know, try something new again. But for right now, consistency in my hair is the priority, okay? Keep it simple, keep it cute. So that's how my hair is. So you're probably wondering what season four is about. Have you ever heard the Kanye West song "When It All Falls Down"? It goes like this: When it all, when it all falls down. I'm telling you love, when it all falls down. She's so subconscious. This white, that major that she's major in, don't make no money, but she won't drop out. Her parents will look at her funny now tell me that ain't insecure this concept of school seems so secure sophomore three years ain't picked a career she like I'll just stay down her and do her because that's enough money about her a few pairs of new heirs because her baby daddy don't really care y'all didn't know I was a rapper did y'all you guys did not know I was a rapper but I am I love that song because it's all about you know, a woman's journey and, and how, like, she's trying to figure out life, but nothing's going right and she doesn't know what to do. Her life ha- is in shambles. And has your life ever been in shambles? Have you ever been trying to do something and it completely backfires? Have you ever thought your life would look one way and it looks completely different? Have you ever, like, have you ever been in those situations where everything you touched, it just went into shambles? Like, nothing was going right. It was like disruption after disruption, inconvenience after inconvenience, like, nothing is going right. What do you do when your life is in shambles? What do you do when setbacks keep on coming up? Who are you when you fail. Who you know, who are you when you meet disruption? Be like it's beyond I'm not even just talking about disruption like it's like your your plans completely get thrown away. Proverbs 16:9 says, "Man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps." And I think that just alludes to like we as humans have our understanding of our own plans. But typically it don't always go that way. Like God has orchestrated our lives to, you know, to look completely different. And uh, I don't know. It just life doesn't always pan out the way you thought. And for some of us, it does. But even then there's like hiccups. So this season is all about when it all falls down. And I'm super excited because I know that so many people's lives are in shambles. And I don't say that like to be like, yeah, a lot of people like to, like in a celebratory way, no but I just know because I'm in a relationship with people and so many people are going through a hard time. And I think Instagram paints a different picture, you know, social media paints a bit different picture. And regardless of what you want to say, like all of us are victim to thinking that the grass is greener, you know, that somebody else's life is better than ours. But the reality is everybody's is going through something, but most people don't share. And, I think I just really want to hold space for those of us whose lives, (laughs) you know, was in shambles or is in shambles, right? And, you know, I think there's a lot to be learned when things don't go as expected and when they go the complete opposite way. There's a lot to be learned and I'm excited. So before I bring anybody to the table, I just feel like, I have to bring myself to the table, and I want to share my story of when my life was in shambles, and it wasn't too long ago, okay? Let me paint the picture for you. It was January 2021. Oh, I lie. It was January 2022. It was around 10 30, 10.45 at night. I, it was a Sunday night. I went to church earlier that day. My friends came into town from New York and we went to Top Golf. We had some fun. I got in my car and I was driving on 85. Maybe that was 75. I always get them confused. But I was driving on a busy highway at 1030 at night. Next thing you know, my car starts smoking. I'm all the way on the left-hand side of the highway and it's starting to shake. Smoke is coming out of the the engine, and I'm getting really nervous. So I'm like, okay, my car is gonna break down. I need to get over to the left hand shoulder. I mean, the right hand shoulder, so that I can like not be stuck in traffic. Because if you live in Atlanta, you know people. This be this is like Fast and Furious. Okay? Especially at night. Cars be driving like day in the race, NASCAR, okay? (laughs) So thankfully, I get over to the right-hand shoulder and my car stops. My car is, I'm stuck on the side of the road, broke. And let me repeat that, I'm stuck on the side of the road broke I am 31 years old at this point I don't have money in my account okay and let me stop right here and say I have no shame in sharing this I have no shame in sharing this and I'll tell you why later so 31 no money in the count my car stops me no family here my all my family is in Houston I was dating a guy at the time he was a great guy and I was I had just started dating him I didn't want to like call him and be like hey um damsel in distress like even though we just started dating can you pick me up on the side of the road no when I told him and like later he was just like you should have called me and I know he's the type of guy that would have like drop what he was doing to like help me but you know sometimes you don't want to like ask for help when you're just meeting someone because you don't want them to think like you're I don't know taking advantage of them or or like think that you're needy so I didn't call him even though I thought to call him I didn't call anyone I called the police actually I called my dad and I was crying because when I when I get frustrated when I get scared like I'm scared I am on the side of the road at 10.40 at night. I'm scared out of my pants, okay? I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm brave, but I have my scaredy cat moments. So I call my dad. I'm crying, and he's just like, calm down. I did have a triple A. I called triple A, but triple A never showed up. I sat on the side of the road until like 12 o'clock or close to yeah, close to twelve o'clock, and it was cold. What am I gonna do? I call the police. They don't come for they don't come. I was out there for an hour, freaking out, freaking out. The police finally comes, and and then also I think it was like four hundred one or six hundred one, they come. And the guy comes. He's like. It's like, who are you gonna call, Ghostbusters? Like I felt like this guy was a Ghostbuster because I don't know where he came from, but if your car is ever, if you're ever stranded somewhere and you need help, I think you can dial 411-601. <laughs> so he comes and pops my trunk and he's like, listen, your car is overheated. You can either pay $300 to get it towed to your mechanic or you I can jump you and you can try to drive it to your mechanic. Listen, I didn't have $300 to my name. Again, I was broke. 31 and broke. I wasn't broken spirit, hello? <laughs> but I didn't have any money. And um, it was bad. So I was like, I was just gonna chance it. He says, I'm gonna jump you, but it might stop. The car might stop you. And I was like, oh Lord, here we go. So he jumps me and the police officer is like, listen, if your car stops, just go ahead and call us. And I was thinking, there's no way this car is going to stop because there's no way I can sit on the side of the road for another hour. So I start moving and the car is running fine. And then within five minutes, the car starts to break down again. By this time, I'm on the exit and I'm only 10 minutes away from my mechanic shop. And I'm like, Yvonne, you cannot stop this car. If you stop this car, you're going to be at an exit in East Point. Granted, I used to live in East Point and I love East Point. But you don't want to be stranded at like 12 o'clock at night in East Point as a woman. Like it just its not the math isn't math. so I was like, girl, you cannot stop this car. I'm like, OK, you got to fight. You got to fight, Yvonne. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I know you're sad, I know you're crying, but girl, fight. So I was like, okay, do not stop your car. Mind you, my foot is on the gas. The car is moving like three miles an hour. And the gas station, uh, not the gas station, the mechanic shop is like within arm's reach. And I'm like, you can do it. I finally make it off the, finally make it off the highway and roll my car on to the mechanic shop and uh, leave it there. And then I call my like, Uber and I go home. I finally get home. That was rock bottom. It was so, it was such a low point in my life. Probably one of the lowest points in my life being stranded on the highway at night with no money, not knowing what to do. And I know you're wondering what happened, Yvonne? How did this happen? Like, I'm surprised, right? Like, When I tell people some of the stuff that I experienced over the last two years, they don't really believe me because I try to operate in joy, but I went through hell. And so like, yeah, what happened? I have been trying to ask and understand that question for a while now. Like, how did I get there? You know, it's one thing to have, for other people to have expectations of you, but then it's another thing for you to have expectations of yourself. I have always been extremely ambitious. I've always been... Most of the things that I've put my hand to, I have been successful. There have been a few things that I'm just like, oh no, I'm not good at this. But I've always been a leader. I've always... Like, I've always just had... I've I've worked... Oh my goodness. Even just talking about it makes me... <laughs> it's just like, whoa. So... How did I land there? Well, rewind a year ago, a year earlier, that was 2021. I had moved to Atlanta from New York. I moved to Atlanta because New York had gotten really, really expensive. And I was entering into my late 20s and I asked myself, what do I want out of my life? Well, I don't wanna pay rent forever. And on the path that I was going in New York, it was just so expensive that I felt like it would be hard to buy. Not impossible, just like hard to buy. So I said, let me move to Atlanta or move to the South and buy a house. My friend was like, okay, you can stay with me for a couple of months, pay low rent. And I, and at this point, I still had my job in New York. It was remote because it was the pandemic. And I was like, okay, this sounds like a plan. I'm going to stay with her, save up money for my my down payment on a house. Um, because my plan was to buy one house at a time, right? Like build generational wealth. One of the ways you can build wealth is through purchasing homes, purchasing real estate. So I was like, bet, let me come to Atlanta and buy. Um, Month one goes by, month two goes by and I decided to leave my job. I left my job. I left my job because I felt like an injustice had been an injustice had been committed against me, a wrong had been committed against me. And uh, justice is one of my values. You know, I try to live a just life. I try to do right when I know to do right. I mean, sometimes I do wrong, I'm not perfect. And but as far as like harming someone or mistreating someone or uh, not treating someone fairly, I don't play that. I don't play that. I don't I don't play that. So once I feel like an injustice has been done to me, it's very like it's best that I leave the space so as to not like so as to like maintain my integrity. You know what I'm saying? So I left in March of twenty twenty one. And you have to understand, when I left, I had the utmost confidence that I would find a job like that. I actually thought I was gonna get into a graduate school in DC. And um, it didn't end up working, but nonetheless, like I knew that I was gonna be able to get a job. I had been working since I was fourteen. At some points I had like I have always had a job. Sometimes I've had three jobs. You know, so it just never dawned on me that it was going to be hard for me to find work. But it was. Once I left that job, I didn't get a full-time job until June 2023. Yeah, you heard me right. So I quit March 2021. I didn't get a full-time job until June 2023. During that time period... I probably applied to at least 1,500 jobs. I'm not joking. And that's probably a low estimate. I applied to so many jobs that I became an application. (laughs) I was a resume, okay? I probably have like 30 versions of my resume. I would get all the way to a final position and think that I had the job, didn't have it. Rejection, like professional rejection, I don't think we talk about it enough. It's horrible. And if you're going through that right now, I feel you. If you like literally, I feel you. It's horrible to be rejected. Like to see all those emails come through your, you know, you know, email and it says, sorry, thank you for your application. And it's just automated. It's horrible. Of course, you know, I, I did work within those two years, but I was underemployed. I had some contract positions and I even did uber eats and let me just say this never in a million years did i think i would be driving uber eats at the top of this year my word of the year was humility i felt like god brought that to me in a dream and i just feel like that was something i was gonna learn it was something i was gonna hone in on this year so uh If you want, like, I drove Uber Eats. You know, a lot of people drive Uber Eats for just extra money. I had to drive Uber Eats for survival. And honestly, I looked down. I despised having to do it because, in many ways, I thought that I was too good. And, you know, it wasn't like I looked down on people who did it or... It wasn't like I, yeah, it just was, there was a lot of pride there because you have to understand, I graduated from Emory University, which is like a top university in the country, top university in the state. Graduates from there go on to like be leaders in business and nonprofit and public sector. So it was truly humbling to not be able to get a job and have to deliver people's food. I remember spending, like there were days where I just would cry in my car in between deliveries. There were times where I would bump into my friends. at I only did Uber Eats, but I would bump into my friends at like restaurants when they were eating or they were picking up food during their lunch break. And they'd be like, oh, what are you doing? And i will have to be like, I'm driving Uber Eats and it just didn't make sense. Let me tell you one one funny moment. I had a delivery to deliver some really good food to Emory University. I delivered it to a sophomore twice. Like it was two, I did two deliveries there twice. When I tell you it was just so surreal, like what is life? This sophomore is paying for food that I can't even pay for right now. And I'm delivering them food. I graduated 10 years ago from this school. I should be in a completely different space. So, I, I can honestly say that I had a lot of pride. I had a lot of pride in my heart ab- around what I thought I should be doing and, you know, around like status, or, around identity. And there were so many times where I was like, I should be doing something else. And that's what God wanted to, to deal with the pride in my heart, there is, let me just say something to anyone, to everyone listening, like there is no shame in doing honest work. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. It doesn't matter the types of jobs you had in in the past. Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And I'm so grateful that I, that I was able to do Uber Eats you know, and deliver people, serve people and deliver people's meals to them. Eventually, I started to understand like, okay, something within me is happening. God is doing something within me. And I can either choose to pout about it and act like a victim or I can embrace it. And that's just what I did. So... I made sure that I was excellent at driving Uber Eats. You know, like when you get your when when you get your uh order, um I would leave like little notes, you know, to the clients and to the customers. And if something ever went wrong, I would make sure I notified them. I wanted to do well where I was even if it wasn't something I wanted to do. See, I believe that God uses everything. So the experiences that you think are beneath you, the things you think you shouldn't be doing, all of it is gonna be used for something in the future. Or I should say, all of it can be useful in the future. You just have to decide, whether you will allow it to be. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how God uses all things to work for the good of those who love him. And I just feel like that perfectly encapulates, incapul- encapsulates did I say that right? It perfectly summarizes, <laughs> it perfectly summarizes like just what I experienced, that I experienced hell. It was a a complete shit show, excuse my French. Like you wouldn't have, in a million years, I would have never thought I would be where I was. And this was just this year. This was just four months ago, okay? And um, I cried within those two years so much. I didn't understand what was happening and why it was happening. But I knew that the way I handled this trial and this challenge was going to be a setup for something greater in the future. So I knew that I had to find joy each day I had to train my mind. I think one of the hardest things you can do is train your mind because our minds are so distracted. Our minds get so discouraged. Our minds tend to sometimes like, I don't know, our minds can be the thing that holds us back. So if you can train your mind, if you can train what you think, and if you can train how you think, Nothing can stop me. I'm on my way up. Doom, doom. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's like power in your thoughts. So I listened to a lot of books, you know, I listened to, um, I just, I just tried to fill my mind with things that knowledge that was counteracting how I felt because how I felt, I felt. Foolish. I felt like a failure. I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. So sometimes your feeling can override your, override your life to where it's like, your life is just about how you feel. But when you train your mind and when you put, when you make deposits of like knowledge in your mind, it completely, it redirects your life. So I, the first thing I trained my mind in was joy. I said, you know what? If I can find a way to have joy in the midst of all this craziness during this season, then I'm lit for the rest of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and joy... It was hard to have sometimes when you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay food. You're going to try to figure out how you're going to pay for rent. And, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, love. You're trying to figure out all these things. And you're 31. You're 30. You're 32. Because I was still going through it around my birthday. (laughs) But let me tell you something about me. I said, if one thing I'm being known for, for is my joy, because I had to work for it. So even when I wanted to lay up in that bed, and sometimes I laid up in bed, cried my butt off. But oftentimes, I, I would give myself a window of time to like grieve, to feel, to emote. And then I would say, let's go, girl. And I would practice gratitude. God, thank you for this car. Even though I want a new car, thank you for this car. Even though the paint is chipping, thank you for this car. Thank you for my apartment. Even though I don't have furniture, thank you for my apartment. Thank you for the love in my life. Even though I don't have romantic love, thank you for the love in my life. Thank you for the food to eat. I am blessed, I am favored. I just began speaking over myself and giving thanksgiving to God. And that is what transformed my life during these hellish two years. And you know what's interesting? Like I have no shame in sharing this story because I think all of us all of us have had moments where had have had some of these moments maybe it didn't look like your car you were broke on the side of the road at 31 but all of us have had moments like this and i i really couldn't share in depth about what i was experiencing when i was experiencing it because i needed to like protect myself and keep a level of privacy um but i knew always knew i was going to tell this story and you know it was rough until one day the door opened sometimes you can be knocking on a door like knocking 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 and no one's answering the door is not opening you're knocking 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 and you're just, you know, you're trying over and over again and you feel like you've been doing this for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, some of you 10 years and you're knocking diligently and it's still not opening until one day the door opens, opportunity opens, hope bursts forth. That's what happened to me. One day I was jobless. The other day I had like a great job, and and um, it, it literally it changed overnight. It's wild to me. I still don't understand why I had to go through all that. I mean, I kind of understand. Like I said, I needed to be humble. But dang, did I have to be humble like that? Like, it wasn't like I was, you know, (laughs) that's how I tend to think. Like, God, like, why? I I don't actually understand it. Like, when I tell you I suffered, I suffered. But the beauty in all this is that I know that I I needed, I needed it. I needed to go through all that. It wasn't pretty. It was not sexy. But it was beneficial for my growth. For my character. How do you know what you're made of if you never go through adversity? How do you know what you're made of? So that's my story, guys. And it's just a sliver (laughs) of the story because there's so many like low points within the two years, but that was like the lowest point. That's why when I see people driving on the side of the road and they're stranded, I have the utmost compassion. Sometimes I would be wanting to stop them and say like, you know, help them. But first of all, I don't know how to fix a car. Second of all, I'm a woman. You can't just be stopping, like, and you can't just be doing that. But I be praying for them. Like, seriously, almost every car. I'm just like, Lord, help them. Cause it, it was, it's such a nerve-wracking experience. So that was my low moment. And um, I'm happy to say that I'm not where I was, you know, and and I have. No shame in sharing this. I often think of Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is an inspiration of mine. I remember seeing him do his stage plays and I remember hearing about how he used to live in his car, he was homeless. Fast forward 15, 20 years later, he's sitting sitting on a billion and more. You know, so I just draw a lot of inspiration from that story and to know that life isn't linear. Sometimes you get like a ton of wins and sometimes you get a ton of losses. But the important part is how do you respond to loss? How do you respond to failure? What do you do when your back is against the wall, when your life is in shambles? This is what we'll be exploring all season long and can can you tell I'm excited? I'm really really excited and I just think there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to observe and take in and I hope you will join me on this journey. If you're someone if you would if you're like listening to this and you're like, "Man, I got a story about how my life was in shambles or how it all fell down." I would love to invite you to the space and to share your story. Uh, And I would love to grow with you. So are you guys ready? Because I'm ready. All right. Well, until next time, I hope you are producing new growth in your world. I love you guys.